Birthing from the Inside Out is a place where we gather to talk about how pregnancy and birth transform us. I'm your host, Shannon Backus, certified birth doula and childbirth educator for over 10 years. I hope you'll grab a cup of coffee and join us for fun, gritty, and educational conversations all about birth. From detailed birth stories to insights from birth professionals and birth-related services, each episode will help you evaluate just how transformed by birth you've been from the inside out. Disclaimer, this podcast does not provide medical advice or diagnoses. All content is for educational purposes only. Seek the advice and recommendations of your medical practitioner. On today's episode, we chat with Melissa Millinger, LCSW. Melissa shares how she arrived to the field of perinatal mental health and how she serves both the local Central Illinois community and clients across the country through counseling. Her involvement at the local and national level is serving to reach a wide spectrum of women with perinatal mental health needs. Be sure to check out the show notes in this episode for resources Melissa shares with us throughout the podcast. I was really having a hard time. I faced postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. I was having a hard time taking care of him and my older son and taking care of myself. And so I got connected with my provider. I actually went to a local breastfeeding group and I was sat with other mamas that had had similar experiences. I was shown so much compassion and support. And so I got myself help. I did use medication and counseling for my treatment through my recovery. And when I became well, I realized that there was not a lot of specific support for women having postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety. And so I became began to research and I got connected with some of the great resources through my own recovery. This is absolutely a story of suffering and then survival, recovery, and now it's turned into my advocacy and my passion work. I love the work that I do. I chose to do this work so that no woman would ever experience some of the challenges that I went through feeling so alone when I was in my darkest space. Welcome to the Birthing from the Inside Out podcast, and I'm so glad you are with us today. On the show, I am joined by Melissa Millinger, LCSW. She's certified in perinatal mental health. She's also a maternal mental health survivor and advocate. Welcome to the show, Melissa. So glad to have you today. Thank you for having me. Why don't you take a moment and just introduce yourself personally and professionally? Yes, I am Melissa Millinger. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, and I'm certified in perinatal mental health and bereavement. Personally, I am a single mom of two wonderful boys and two dogs. My oldest son, um, he is 12 years old, and he's helped me grow and learn a lot about life. He's an athlete, a gifted student, and he has his own um, diagnoses that help me learn a lot. My youngest son is going to be six years old very soon, and he's the one that helped me learn all about perinatal mental health. He is rocking kindergarten right now, and he's a pretty cool little dude. So we just bought a house, and we are loving life right now. Professionally, I work at a small, thriving private practice in Peoria. I'm at Healing Hearts Counseling. Most of our therapists are trained in perinatal mental health, and we see a lot of people in the community, including children, adults. We do trauma work perinatal mental health, and lots of different support. 
Um, I have been a social worker in the community for about 20 years, and I've worked in many different capacities. I have been in the school district, in the medical field, and in child welfare. And all of those experiences help bring me to where I'm at now, sitting and doing one-on-one counseling. I am also passionate about support and advocacy and making change. I've been connected with Postpartum Support International for many years now and have volunteered with them in many different capacities, including leading Climb Out of the Darkness and sitting on the chair of Postpartum Support Illinois chapter. So many different um, avenues that I work in the community with people, and I love it. Uh, You have such a wide variety of experience, and I'm just really excited for our listeners today to be introduced to you and to all the resources that you have available. Could you tell us, Melissa, on a really practical level, what you do, kind of your day-to-day, what are you doing in the world? Yeah, absolutely. Day to day, I provide individual or family sessions to clients in my office or virtually. So I do have an office here in Peoria, and I also see people virtually. So I'm licensed throughout the state, and I'm able to see people throughout the state. I tend to see most people locally, but the virtual component allows people to connect from their home My primary caseload is full of mostly women in the perinatal um, components during, I see women pregnant um, all the way through postpartum. I see clients during normal business hours. I'm flexible and I do see some at night or on the weekends. Um, I also do a lot of training. So I tend to host trainings virtually through the state um, on various different topics, mainly for perinatal support. Um, And I connect with doctors or family members locally, trying to make sure that all of the women have, um, women and families have support that they need for anyone that's experiencing some concerns right now. PTSD, which would be post-traumatic stress disorder, OCD, which is obsessive compulsive disorder, or postpartum psychosis, which is a very um, extreme emergency with mental health. And so for a variety of reasons, women are referred to me. Any of these diagnoses, symptoms of those include sadness, crying, maybe intrusive thoughts, really worrisome thoughts, moms that aren't able to manage themselves, maybe not able to really engage in taking care of the baby. Sleep is a concern. Their ability to regulate their own emotions are a concern. Maybe they're very irritable or angry. I'm also trained in bereavement counseling, and so I also get referrals for anyone that's experienced, for many women that have experienced a recent loss that may be a miscarriage, um, concerns with infertility, up to and including um, loss of a a full-term baby. And how do people access your care? So are they able to be self-pay? Is it through insurance? How does payment work for your services? Yes, at our practice at Healing Hearts Counseling, we are able to accept private pay and commercial insurance. And so depending on the payer source that individual clients have, they can always talk to their obstetrician or their primary care doctor for a referral. But clients can also call us themselves and ask to, um, if there's an opening to be put on a wait list um, or to see one of the counselors in our office. And we assist in helping to see what the insurance benefits are to make sure that clients are getting the appropriate care and that it will be paid for appropriately. I wanted to ask you, what brought you to this work? Knowing that I had been a social worker in the community for many, many years, 
most recently with my youngest son, who's getting ready to turn six, I was the hospital social worker um, working on a women's service line. So I was the social worker working with labor delivery, postpartum, and our special care nursery. And I had my little one. It was a planned C-section. And he kind of rocked my world after that delivery. Um, I was really having a hard time. I faced postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. I was having a hard time taking care of him and my older son and taking care of myself. And so I got connected with my provider. I actually went to a local breastfeeding group and I was sat with other mamas that had had similar experiences. I was shown so much compassion and support. And so I got myself help. Um, I did use medication and counseling for my treatment through my recovery. And when I became well, I realized that there was not a lot of specific support for women having postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety. And so I became began to research and I got connected with some of the great resources through my own recovery. And that's when I joined Climb Out of the Darkness and I had a community event with fundraising support. And then I joined the Postpartum Support International Board and became trained. And that's when I got my certification in perinatal mental health. So this is absolutely a story of suffering and then survival, recovery. And now it's turned into my advocacy and my passion work. I love the work that I do. I chose to do this work so that no woman would ever experience some of the challenges that I went through feeling so alone when I was in my darkest space. It's so obvious, Melissa, that you have taken your experience with perinatal mood disorders and, and working through that and, and then taking your heart and turning it into good for the community. I want to commend you for that and thank you for the role that you're playing in the community. Could you tell us a little bit what it's like to be you in the world? So what's it like to do what you do in the world? Yeah, thank you for this question, too. It's hard to do what I do in the world. Um, I am standing tall and firm, yet soft and quiet. Um, I have had to be brave enough to walk alone, yet soft enough to gather people to walk with me. This has been an interesting dichotomy of being in a space to understand how hard it is and to have some restrictions with the access that we have to services. And so I want to always make sure that I can connect women to resources, be a conduit for support, be a peer to say that you will not walk alone and that there is help. In my advocacy work, it leads me in many different directions. I am constantly networking and connecting with professionals in my field, trying to incorporate resources and you know, support anywhere that I can. I'm active on social media. I'm active in different professional networking groups. And so it's constantly sharing the story. It's constantly educating the masses so that we can continue to share this so that no one does suffer alone. My focus has been top down and bottom up. So I tend to connect a lot with the community service programs here in our local area. Um, some of the home visiting supporters and things like that that work with families, which has been wonderful. Um, and then also advocating with state top legislators and at the national level. So being me is pretty interesting. There's never a dull moment. Um, and I love it because it, it takes me across many many statuses of clients and providers and professionals 
with the state board that we're on, we're really focusing on interdisciplinary care. We have therapists and lactation consultants and nurses and a wonderful spread of people on our board. And that reminds us that families that are having children are often encountered in with many different professionals. And so we are including birth workers all the way into early childhood workers um, so that we can support families holistically around everyone, knowing that anytime a child or a family might need some extra resources, that that's a risk factor for having some increased maybe mental health concerns. So we're trying to spread our resources widely. I love your holistic approach to caring for women and families, Melissa. I think that that is something that our medical system is obviously lacking, and I see it almost daily. And so I just think that it's wonderful that you are approaching this in such a holistic way and connecting with other providers in the community. I really think that that is the key to moving forward to improve maternal health care and just uh, families in our society as a whole. So thank you for doing what you do. I know that uh, networking is a large portion of your job and I've attended, you know, a couple of trainings with you and I just always appreciate your voice and the way that you are sort of a glue in the community to bring everybody together and to hold these resources. Let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor. You work so hard to keep yourself nourished and hydrated during pregnancy, but what about during labor? One of the most overlooked items on birth preparation lists is snacks. You already have so many things to prepare. Tiny Births has your grab-and-go solution. If labor goes longer than expected, it often does, and the hospital cafeteria is closed, you could go hungry or be tempted by vending machine food. Ew. How about this? Tiny Births has put together a bundle of goodies so you don't have to worry about food while you're focused on the most important thing, like bringing your baby into the world. Go to tinybirths.com today and order a box of healthy and easy-to-eat snacks that will be shipped directly to you. That's www.tinybirths.com. So despite the difficulties of your role, what keeps you coming back to this work? I love this question, and this is exactly everything that I do. It is very difficult, um, but no more difficult than when I was struggling alone. And so I will continue to, to use my soapbox and all of my platforms to make sure that I'm sharing this information. Really, one of the biggest things that I share is risk factors and signs and symptoms so that people understand maybe if something is feeling not right, they will go and get help. Many women that suffer alone, many families that suffer alone feel that they are bad or that they shouldn't be a family or a mother. And I never want anyone to feel that way. And so although it is hard, my passion is so that no one walks alone and feels these negative feelings in that transition to becoming a family. I want to make sure that I am creating as safe as possible spaces for families and encouraging them to be brave and seek the support that they may need as well. 
What would be one practical encouragement that you could give to a mama who maybe is experiencing some thoughts that scare her or some tendencies maybe that she's recognizing in herself or perhaps a partner is recognizing in her? What would be the very first encouragement that you would give to a person experiencing those things? What would the first practical thing they should do be? I love that question. One of the first things that I always say, it's actually the tagline from PSI, is you are not alone, you are not to blame, and with help you will be well, is this is not this mama's fault. She, It is not her fault. So we know that you love your baby. We know that you want to take good care of yourself and your baby. And sometimes it's just really hard. And so you're not alone and we're going to get you help. And we sit with that mama if we're the friend and we talk to her partner or we say, hey, let's get you into the doctor. And sometimes it may be calling the actual office with that mom so that she has support when she's calling to say, I'm having a really hard time or I'm having thoughts that might scare me. Or we offer to take the baby so that she can go to the doctor alone. And we make sure that we get her connected. We never want a mom to be isolated and have these thoughts on her own. And if a mom is experiencing, you know, these, these thoughts or these intrusive thoughts or behaviors and she herself isn't sure what to do or where to go, would you recommend her sharing that with a trusted loved one or, or what could be even just her very next step? Would you recommend her reaching out to her healthcare provider or just calling your office? Yes. If a mama is experiencing any concerns, I always encourage her to share it with a trusted friend, whoever she shares her her other stories with or her secrets with, that would be the person. So it might be a friend, it might be your partner, it might be husband, it might be mother, it might be aunt, anyone that is safe. I also recommend these families connecting with their birthing providers. So whether it is a doula, midwife, an OB provider, Um, If that's not an option or it's been a while since delivery, they can also contact a primary care provider. We are going to list some resources. In Illinois, we have some really great resources, and one of them is called the Mom's Line. And so if a mom is experiencing any hardships, she can call this number, and it's operated 24-7, and someone will talk to her and help her understand if she's okay, how to get help. Um, So we have some wonderful resources in our state as well. Life-changing for some people. So I wanted to ask you, too, um, what is one or maybe just a few things that you wish expectant families knew or you want them to know as they're going into their birth and parenting journey? I love expectant family education. And from my standpoint as a mental health provider, um, I always talk with families about risk factors, signs and symptoms, and treatment options. And so we know that there are things that we can look for that will help us to kind of be good stewards of ourselves to make sure that we're not experiencing any problems. Or if we are, we recognize them right away so that we can get connected and get help. And so I talked a little bit about those signs and symptoms. Risk factors include a high-stress pregnancy, medical complications, an unplanned pregnancy, a multiple pregnancy, a high-stress situation, um, previous challenges with a delivery. So we've got lots of risk factors. Um, 
including, you know, medical complications or gestational diabetes or hypertension or some of those sorts of things, medical complications during pregnancy can make it harder. And anytime something is harder, we know that sometimes there can be added mental health stress because of that. So I encourage families to discuss not only a delivery plan, but a postpartum plan of how to support the entire family post-delivery when families are coming home, including taking care of mom's sleep, which is a really hard thing when you have a newborn baby. Um, And talking about the entire role shift. So if this is possibly first baby, this is an entirely different situation that this family is getting ready to embark on. And many times it's about the role and the loss of, you know, caring for yourself. It's the added stress of a baby that we love and we're excited for, but sometimes it's way harder than we really anticipated. And so when we have some of these symptoms come up that maybe we're experiencing a harder time, it is very important to get us connected. Again, we're going to share some resources. So we're going to get this, any person experiencing concerns to their provider. Their most recent provider is always the best place to start. And we're going to link up some virtual support as well. So there's virtual support groups that families can connect with and just be with other families that Maybe it's not always the same, right? Sometimes we don't share when it's hard because the neighbor had a wonderful experience and it was super easy for her. Um, But that's not always the case for everybody. So I want to make sure that we get people connected to families that have similar experiences. I think in my experience as a birth doula and just working with families over the last 10 years, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there, Melissa, when people evaluate their experience compared to other people's experience, you know, they'll say, well, you know, it wasn't so hard for Jane or it wasn't, you know, my experience seems much more traumatic than Lisa's experience. Um, I think that that is a trap that we can fall into as Uh, women who are giving birth or, you know, just working through our postpartum period. And I think eliminating that, um, you know, that comparison really could be another game changer in people's experience of, of their postpartum and you know, even just working up to a birthing experience, maybe they have had a previous, you know, traumatic experience. And so trying to eliminate that comparison uh, and utilize the services that are available in the community. But like you have repeated multiple times in our conversation today, just that women aren't doing it alone and that it's not their fault and that you know, there are resources available. So I really appreciate you highlighting those things too. As we're wrapping up our time here, I just wanted to ask, where do you see the future of your field going? I wish I could predict it, right? Um, I do see our field continuing to grow. The certification of perinatal mental health specialist is a relatively new um, certification in the mental health field. And so I do continue Um, I hope to see people continuing to get that certification and I hope for more awareness, more support, more trained professionals, more research, more access to care is really what I'm hopeful of. I would love to see more mental health professionals being included in OBGYN care and family-centered care supporting the families where they're at. Uh, That would be really, really wonderful. And Postpartum Support Illinois is also working on some tremendous support. Our two goals are to support providers and to support families. And so the last year, rolling into this year, we're rolling out lots of support um, for professionals by way of networking and trainings and for families with resources and things like that. So 
I hope to see more certified perinatal mental health specialists. I hope to see more rich conversations about this. We have recently, we are in March 2023 right now, and recently there was a national news story of a postpartum psychosis situation. And that has been scary, but also it has been leading to some very rich conversations and helping to discuss some of the nuances of perinatal mental health. And so I hope that conversations continue to happen and we continue to support families in their time of transition. And Melissa, I'm not sure if you have uh, any feedback for this, but I'm just wondering for us as listeners, as uh, birth workers or, you know, uh, providers in the community, is there a way or one way that you might encourage us to normalize perinatal mental health services, normalize encouragement for women to access these services? What's one way that you know, we as a community can gather to normalize this type of care? Yes, wonderful question. Whenever I'm in the community speaking or talking with providers in their offices, one thing that we really want to do is make sure that we're using screenings. And so um, all of us professionals have access to screenings to help identify any mental health concerns. The most common screening is the Edinburgh postpartum depression screening. And so that highlights depression and anxiety. I encourage everyone to use informed, comfortable screenings. And so if we're using a screening, make sure that we tell a family that, hey, many families say that it's hard when they have a baby. And sometimes there's some symptoms that we work that kind of surprise us that might affect your mental health. One in three women right now are experiencing some concerns. And so if we can share that with families, they're more likely to give us real true information about what's happening to them. So um, my ask for the community is to do better connected screenings with families because that leads into a conversation of how are you sleeping? Are you having anxiety? Are you crying? Are you having any negative thoughts? So if we can sit with a mama and, and or a father or a surrogate or someone that has had loss and we sit and we do a screening with them, that's an engaged conversation. I always tell families that having the disclaimer that other families have a hard time with this. So that already puts a, a family in a space of comfort, knowing that other families have experienced a hard time is also really, really helpful. Um, and the statistics throughout COVID, we've seen an increase. One in three families are experiencing a concern. So when we are more comfortable with it and we understand it ourselves as providers, we can share that information more comfortably. I will also share a couple checklists that I love for providers and patients to use alike. It's a checklist that just says, hey, if you're having some of these things, we might need to get you connected. This might be harder than it needs to be. And so it's a great tool that's just a yes, no statement question, the checklist. And so that's one of my favorite tools to use for families and for providers. Perhaps there's something, Melissa, that you had prepared to share with us today that I haven't asked you a question about, or maybe as we've been chatting, something has kind of popped up in your brain that you think maybe would be beneficial to share. I just wanted to give you an opportunity to share those things with us. Thank you so much. I think really it's the resources. And so Postpartum Support International is one of the, um, is the founding um, agency that is responsible for doing the trainings. That website is www.postpartum.net. And from that, you it's a wonderful website, multiple, multiple resources. That's risk factors, treatment options. There's links for trainings. There is links for information for moms, for dads. There's a 
multitude of support um, at that space. And then we'll be linking the rest of the web, the information. I will include the checklist and we'll include the mom's line for Illinois resources as well. This is such a crucial and important conversation, Melissa, and I'm just really honored that you've taken time out of your day to join us and to share your wealth of knowledge and information and networking with us. So so thanks again from the bottom of my heart for joining us and sharing with our listeners just how important perinatal mental health is and, and how prevalent it is. You know, when we think about one in three women experiencing on some level some sort of mental health issues or crises, it is really telling that this is this is something in our culture and in our society that we need to address and that we can no longer ignore. So again, I just want to thank you for your role in this world and especially in our community. Thank you for doing what you do and for standing up and for advocating for women and families. Thank you for having me and thank you for giving me a platform to share my passion and my information. And your work is also tremendously appreciated. I love how powerful stories are in our lives, how much they can change a person, how our stories tell others about who we are and where we are headed, and not just how much those stories can change us, but also change the trajectory of our lives. Thank you for spending time in your day to dive deep into stories of how birth has transformed all of us from the inside out.